0: 109. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Midway, about midway. Yeah. Midway through the book. Yeah. Revelation 9 through 12. Right. Right. Super grateful that you guys are still tracking along in this last week yeah. of the last book of the Bible. Yeah um dope anything Uh, no okay glad y'all are still here yeah (laughs) jump right in all right so revelation nine um last time we were talking about these trumpets so we had the seven seals right and now we have the seven trumpets and you know eight ended off with the first four and the first four remember uh very much uh correlated back to the plagues of egypt and this fifth trumpet Talks about locusts, right? And yeah. so those even correlate to the plagues as well and the book of Joel. I think you mentioned that a bit last yeah. time. And in Joel and in Egypt, it was foreshadowing what's happening here. Right, right, right. The day of the Lord when God's judgment would come. The only difference, though, here in the fifth trumpet, that's different from the other four trumpets. Is that the first four was on creation, right? Right. So there was plagues literally on the fallen world itself, materially. Right. Here it's on people. Right. Right. And so we don't specific group of people. Yeah. Right. So there
1: is a group that can withstand quote unquote the day of the Lord. Right. We saw that in seven. Right. Uh, Mm The you know one hundred forty four thousand. Right. The representative, the remnant of the people of God. Mm -hmm. But here, right, it is a judgment. It is
0: a judgment on the unbelieving uh, world. And so uh, one of the things you're going to see in this chapter, if you read it carefully, these locusts come uh, from Satan and his demons. Right. Right. And so Satan and his demons torment the unbelieving here. Right. However, in verse 20, it's going to say that the unbelieving were the ones who worshipped Satan and his demons. Right. And so we see that, yo... The reason God wants you to worship him and come to him, because anything else is going to destroy you. Right. Right? The worship of the world, of sin, of Satan, will ultimately leave you in utter death. They will turn on you. Right. (laughs) Uh, In the end, in judgment, yeah, will be upon
1: you. Yeah, bro, and the same storyline is playing out, right? Like, Pharaoh who experienced this judgment like straight from the hand of God, right? So for locusts to come and to stay away from trees, like, bro, that's what they like to eat. So for them to come and to avoid what they like to eat and to torment, right, Mm. people that like people aren't locusts, like they don't have an appetite for people and for them to do that is a clear sign. No, 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 bro. God is in this. This is divine judgment of biblical proportions. Mm. And you see, even with that intense judgment Mm. where the hand of God is on them, 920 to 21 ends off and says this, but they still don't repent. Mm. Their hearts are still hard, right? Mm. And so Mm. there is this sense where you look and you do kind of come to a place and say, man, what is it that's gonna make this group repent if Mm. not right, the judgment of God on them? Listen, listen. The Bible, this this is very important biblically. Right.
0: The reason God sends his judgment is so that people would repent. Right. So when the judgment comes upon Christ... Right. That is meant to lead you and I- <laughs> This is what I'm saying. To repentance. Right, right. When the plagues came on Egypt, that was meant to lead them to- When the when the exile came on Israel, right. it was meant to- So they'd be like, all right, God, we get it. We get it. Right? We're going to come back to you. So that's what God's judgment is meant for here. And that's going to be so important even- As we, we go on. As right. we go on yeah. in the book of Revelation as well. All right. So 10, he's like, yo, John, eat this scroll. <laughs> right. Right? Sweet and bitter. It's sweet because it's the word of God. Bitter because... People so, still reject pe- it. People still reject it. You know, the word of God. Um, and don't repent. 11 comes and he's like, yo, measure out the temple, right? Measure out the temple. And this measuring of the temple uh, uh, is meant to show that God is going to protect his people, right? Yeah. So remember in these days, the temple had been destroyed in 70 AD. So the temple is literally God's people. God is going to protect this people from his judgment Even though they will be still persecuted in this life. Right. Right? Even though they still will face Satan's uh, temptations and things like that in this life. And so here he's going to talk about these two witnesses who die, who rise again. People have speculated about Enoch and Uh, Elijah. Man, they're going to come at the end and they're going to die and raise. Um, I think he's talking about the witness of the church. Right. right? The church is is going to be persecuted and someone say is persecuted but they're going to be
1: vindicated they're going to be risen up with their lord christ yeah it dressed in sackcloth it's going to go to say that at the end mourning right Mm -hmm. so you have a group of people that aren't right it's not just celebrating because the bad guys are getting it but you Mm -hmm. do see them right like the whole Mm -hmm bittersweetness of the scroll right it's sweet because it is the word of god bitter because people are continuing to reject it so even these prophets are in sackcloth and when it talks about what they do right yeah it brings up Mm -hmm. like yeah fire Mm -hmm. uh uh from their mouth that they call down rain Mm -hmm. stopping and so it's meant to remind you of elijah and moses and all the people uh that have testified on behalf of God,
0: absolutely, yep. and one of the things that uh you'll see in eleven is the fact that you know this faithfulness of the church to the end is going to lead people to repentance that's what i'm so so the the plagues what the plagues didn't do the faithfulness of the martyrs did bro, so there's an aspect even in our lives now, like bringing it down to today. Our sacrifices for Christ, our faithfulness to Christ, even in the midst of persecution, estrangement, and uh being outcasted, is like God
1: uses it's that it's accomplishing something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that as we follow in Christ's footsteps, Christ's death and resurrection mm-hmm. and suffering yeah. on our behalf, it was his kindness that was the thing that led us to repentance. Right. And as we, as a church, we get a chance to follow in his footsteps. And I think that's what's, yeah, trying to be brought about here, right? The judgment and the plague didn't lead folks to repent, but when the people of God suffer mm-hmm. yeah. and endure it um, with honor, right? Yeah. They overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Absolutely, It's something in the way that the people of God suffer well with hope, mm. yeah. Absolutely. And the dying world to repentance.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like the seven trumpet goes and, you know, Christ is back. And it's like, yo, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And so, again, Revelation is not chronological. It gives us another picture of the end. All throughout, it's going to show, you know, Jesus is going to win. Right. He's going to conquer. He's going to come back. He's going to reign forever and ever. You're going to reign with him. Right. They keep. Uh, Bringing up these themes To bring assurance to these Christians Who are suffering persecution Finally, chapter 12 Chapter 12 is um, a lot Um, But it starts off this new section And shows that this conflict That these Christians are facing on earth Is cosmic, right? It's not just People don't like me because I'm a Christian It's really like spiritual forces that are opposed to one another right that are going on in heavenly and high places right that manifest themselves on the earth right and um you know uh it it talks about you know the uh this this woman and how she has this child and that's obviously Jesus who who's come to earth to redeem people uh through you know uh, Israel this dragon it's <laughs> a ton of imagery
1: yeah. yeah yeah but just think of right The beginning of the Bible, Genesis three fifteen. Yeah, right. You see the serpent, see the woman. Mm -hmm. You know the promise that one day the seed is going to come right and crush the head of the snake. Right. So it's this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like you said. It's this on a cosmic scale. We are caught up in this large, grand spiritual battle. Yeah. And right here's John is getting a vision Mm -hmm. of how it's all going to pan out. Right.
0: And it's like. In in uh, chapter twelve, you see that like Satan is defeated, right? Right. Satan has already been triumphed over right. in the death and resurrection of Christ. That's why he's going to talk about Michael, uh, the 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 angel Michael, and how you know he represents Christ in the covenant community. And we and, like through Jesus, we've conquered Satan as well, right? Right. And at the end though, it's so crazy because. It's going to say, you know, verse 17, so the dragon was furious with the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, us. Those who
1: keep the commands of God.
0: Those who keep the commands of God and hold firmly to the testimony about Jesus. Listen, because, listen, like Christ has conquered Satan, but because he has not been cast away eternally forever, which we're going to see he's going to be, he's still salty. He's still hot. Super salty. He still messes (laughs) with us. He still tempts us, Yeah. Right but he's in a battle that he can't win right as opposed to us uh who will conquer
1: yeah time. he's on a short leash yeah he's he's on a short leash and the and this book is going to show that one day right god's gonna grab that leash and that leash is a choke chain yeah and he's gonna grab that choke chain yeah and, and do away with him
0: forever absolutely and the beauty of it is is that like like you said he's on a, he's on a short leash but you know, God is sovereign over him, mm. right? He's already defeated him. He has, right. he, he can only do but so much, right? Right? I think it was Martin Luther who said that uh, even the devil right. is God's devil, mm. right? He mm. cannot do more than God uh, would allow in his providential good purposes uh, that will come to fruition at the end of time when he is cast away forever
1: and we reign with Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. God, I pray today that you would remind us, Lord, that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Lord. We are caught up in this cosmic war, but would you remind us that this war is not even a back and forth, Lord. You are not mm. sparring with Satan. He's already been defeated. Would you remind us we're on the winning side. We're victorious. Help us to follow in your footsteps, Lord, to suffer where you call us to suffer uh, for your namesake so that we can draw people in Uh, as they see your kindness, as they see your love expressed uh, in Christ through us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.